Hello, everybody. Welcome to a little football. My name is Dave. I'm here with Scott. I got my hat and sunglasses on. Some of my raised me, didn't raise me right. Scott, how you doing today? I'm pretty good. Is is that a Deion Sanders uh, gag there, buddy? It is. It is. However, I do have to point out that this is, in fact, a, a, a Pride Detroit Tigers hat. And it is also Megan Sunglasses because I thought of this bit literally 30 seconds before we went in the air. And these are the closest things to me. Um, <laughs> but whatever. It's it's the spirit that matters. And, uh, yeah, you're an adult, supposedly. And I'm not taking off my hat or my sunglasses yet. And so, yeah, according to Jared Norvell, that means Steph didn't raise me right. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, the year is 2023, I think. Um, it seems like we have other things that we could be talking about. <laughs> Am I wrong? I like, come on, man. Um, it's Deion Sanders that you're talking to like that. Like we're not, you're not talking about. Right. Uh, from a football standpoint, you're not talking about a regular dude, you know? You're talking about Deion Sanders. Like, yeah. And like, you know what type of fuel he runs on. So, why are you going to, like, why even, oh, why the book the bear like that? I have no idea. Now, did you see the video where he, after the, after the game where he had his mom come out, talk to the yeah. team? Yeah. Just as she's like, you know, I raised him well. I told him, be yourself to kick ass and kick ass. Well, all the rock is in the background. Just. That dude's yeah. going to get any recruit he wants. Uh, and who wouldn't want to be a part of that? I mean, like, yeah. you went, you, you're Colorado. Yeah. It's a great right? like, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's an awesome place, but it's, it's Colorado in the Big 12. And you are, it's literally, it is right now the mecca of college football. Yeah. Which as good crazy. as other teams are, it's Colorado. Like, nobody wants to be anywhere else. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, that entire story is is incredible. Now I was in a, I was in a um, uh, in a tight spot because I have a degree from Colorado State. Um, yeah, but since I'm a lifelong Michigan fan and I've never actually been to campus, I didn't feel too bad about rooting for Colorado. But it did feel kind of weird to not be rooting for the school my degree is from. Got to be honest. I think you're okay. Yeah, I think I think I'm okay too. Luckily, All right. You so you've never foot on you never you've never set foot on on the campus you graduated from. I have, and that's okay in these days. Uh oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, Cleve is here. Cleve, how you doing? Where's your sunglasses, man? Hat, sunglasses. Our mamas ain't raised us right. <laughs> Best game of the weekend, bro. <laughs> Best game of the weekend. I, I'm I'm not kidding. That second quarter was the best football. I mean, I was up till two in the morning. Have we started yet? Well, yeah, yeah, we're on the air. We're going. Okay. Welcome everybody, physical football. I'm Cleve. That was the best game of the weekend for, for me. For me. Um, other than seeing Alabama just stumble with two quarterbacks, and then you got to go back to the guy that you benched. Love that. Yeah. But um uh are we talking about the, are we talking about the Colorado game right now? Or well, I just wanted to start, you know, I just had a little sight gag going here because I really didn't like how uh Jay Norvell was talking about Dion and his mother and whatever. I didn't think it was smart, called for, or necessary. Um, and so I just wanted to show a little uh, uh, that I'm with uh, that I'm with Coach Prime here in this regard. Anyways, I'm not a huge fan of his entire shtick, but I appreciate what he's doing, what he's doing for blackness, what he's doing for college football. And uh, 
So yeah, so I put on my Detroit Tigers pride hat and Megan sunglasses because it's the nearest <laughs> things. They were the closest things to me. <laughs> so they we were, are. they were able to. Um, uh, I mean the the amount of energy around that program right now is kind of ridiculous. The fact that he sold one point two million dollars in in sunglass money yeah. the day after the comments was ridiculous. Yeah, man's a master yeah. showman, master showman. Um, but um, he did it on the field the, too. It's not like things have changed. He was ridiculous. Yes. So us, you know, us three sitting here being football guys, um, in all for all intents and purposes, the one thing that I that I I know is like little like little stupid stuff, like the fact that when Travis Hunter got taken out, no one other than Shador set you know stepped up, which is a testament of how disciplined that team is to not storm, like storm the field and right. go. And just go go crazy because mm-hmm. I've been in games where in high school where someone did that the next play that kid's legs are taken out, right? right. And um, it was a dirty hit. It, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was. Um, it was a very chippy game. Um, I. The thing about Norvell is that he he squandered a really great moment because they came to play. Had they yeah. stopped all the ticky tack bullshit. They were they they have some talent on, on on both sides of the ball, on that football team, and they penalized 170 something yards. I mean, come on, man! Like that's it's undisciplined football. And again, no one's out there. People are out there to compete, but you know, some of the like the hit on Shador was this kid's having a monster game, right? Not Shador, the other kid, Camara, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, having a monster Kamara. game. Yeah, Camara having a monster game. Gets flagged on the for the face mask, fifteen yards, pushes the team back, and then gets flagged for the late hit. Balls out, right? Wraps up, drives him to the turf on the throwing shoulder. Come on, man! Like really? Then you get ejected and cost your team the football game. At that point, you're the, you're their best defender. You're the, the you know you've been killing them all night, and you guys. I mean, you they gave that game away so many times in yep. penalties and stupid stuff. You deserve to lose. You deserve to fucking lose. Well, I have two. I have two observations. One, Tory Horton, the wide receiver, number fourteen. Last oh. year, Colorado State played Michigan. They lost like a gazillion to nothing, of course. But mm-hmm. the quarterback just had no time to get rid of the ball. But if you mm-hmm. look like on the tape, Horton was open. Like he was getting open against Michigan last year. There was wow. just no way to get the ball to him. So that kid, yeah. he's a really good player. My second observation is that Coach Prime has done one thing I didn't think it ever happened. Cleve, you're a college football guy now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm you know I'm a diehard Hurricanes fan, but um, I love what they're doing in Colorado. Like I, I'm here for all of it. Um, what I'm not here for, and I agree with a lot of the TikTokers and stuff and people on there talking about. Now everyone's a critic. Everyone's a whatever. Yes, the hit on Travis Hunter was fucked up, but no, this kid shouldn't be getting death threats. No, of course not. That's no. that's yeah. that's like, come on, man. Like you know. Um, but again, it was a very dirty hit. Lacerated liver is really pretty bad, but you know, he could have paralyzed the kid too. Like, you know, it could have been a more serious injury yeah. than that, but it's football. Unfortunately, everyone and the three of us sitting here, we know anyone that signs up for that, when you're in the confines of that gridiron, <laughs> you signed up for things to happen. You know, a 15 year old penalty is nothing when you get a stinger. But it exists where you, you're gonna you got to protect yourself. You have to, you know, you have to kind of 
deal with that. It's part of the game. It's a rough game. It's not, you know, powder uh, powder puff stuff here, you know? Crazy. Absolutely. absolutely. Scott, Colorado uh, plays Oregon this week at Oregon, I believe. Um, how bad is Colorado going to lose? By a bunch, I would think. Me too. You know, it's uh, – I mean, they have they have a gauntlet. I'm the only one. Up. I'm the only one riding with them. No, I mean, I, I hope they – I, I, really I think, I think they're going to hang in. They're going to hang in there. They're going to hang in. I think I think that Oregon is a stylistic nightmare for Colorado, but I think Colorado is much better match to play against USC. They're going to give USC a game when they play, but I think Oregon's mm-hmm. – we're talking like a 48-10. to 10. I think – I think a whoop that's coming. I mean, Oregon is – I mean, real. In, all, in all three games – Right, the offense sputtered to start. I mean, they're like a for some reason that halftime speech must be something to behold because they come out as a, as a different team. On the, yeah, <laughs> when they come out of that locker room, I don't know if guys are getting just harangued or what's happening when when the doors close and the and the cameras are off. Maybe it speaks um, to their staff too, like the the the, uh, the kind <laughs> of staff that he's put together to be able to make adjustments and figure it out. You yeah. know, I mean, and anyone who and watched it ready to roll. Any anyone who watched the tape, they got murdered with the under with the under routes. They were I'm like, someone put a hit on somebody, right? <laughs> cut cut those routes down. They were just crisscrossing underneath like crazy, bro. Like th- th- this guy was having time to pick them apart, but you can't do that against so the USC. Colorado playing a heavy dose of man. If the, if that's what yes. the, you know, I mean, yeah. they, if they're stuck in man and that's just what they do, that's Don Brown esque, Dave. Um, and. We've we've seen not agree the, with that, uh, Scott. What's that? Do we not agree with that? It was the the TCU game where was that the game where Travis picked off the um yeah that second yep. interception? Yeah, he they were in man in deep that deep down there guarding the end zone. They were in man. They were in his zone. They were in man's because he he broke off coverage to go to go get the ball. So I yeah. I just think that. You're right. I think they got exposed, and they can't do that against. I mean, Caleb would murder them if they thought <laughs> that kid picked them apart. <laughs> oh my God! As long as he's disciplined enough to just take that stuff, like you know. Um, but but Doctor Bo holds, is. That's why Oregon's going to kill him. Exactly. Bo Nix yeah, is. I, I think this week is just one of those weeks that just. Yeah. As much as it's been a great story, it will continue to be a great story for what it's already become. Yeah. It's just this is, yeah. This is the beginning of the meat of their schedule where they get, they get. I think I, I could be wrong, but it's wrong. Oregon, Utah, USC. Um, you know, this is gonna be tough, and and missing Travis Hunter on defense is a big deal. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to transition to the NFL now, um, and we're starting with Kirk Cousins. So the swag's got to go. Can't be uh, can't be yeah. swagged out and talk about Kirk Cousins. So, man, where did my hair go? Anyways, um, going all the way back to Thursday night, Vikings twenty-eight, Eagles thirty-four. Kirk Cousins thirty-one of forty-four, three hundred sixty-four yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Scott, the Eagles secondary is not elite. This team's going to play a high number of high-scoring shootouts. Yeah, it's it's something that you and I talked about back during the draft. Um, was just about how much how many losses they had in their defense, mm-hmm. and how they had taken some risky players. And uh, yeah, everybody's kind of penciled them in as the team to beat in the NFC. And it's like, nah, we'll see what happens with that defense. And I, the players they drafted are fine. Yeah, but you know, at some point in time, 
playing in shootouts is problematic. Um, you're going to lose games that you should probably win. So, yeah, you know, I think that they're going to be re- overly reliant upon Jalen Hurts and, you know, parts of their offense that maybe they would reconsider and maybe have uh, done some things different. I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, I, I'm sure that they're not comfortable playing in 35 to 31 type of games week in and week out. I'm, I'm sure they would prefer not to, but they can, I guess, which is important. No, Khalib, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown got into a fight on the sideline, a verbal fight. Um, mm-hmm. A.J. Brown immediately got two targets in the end zone. Um, these two are best <laughs> friends. These two are best friends, so I don't think it's a huge issue. And A.J. Brown is a like a diva wide receiver, so it's it's going to happen. But do you think that like there's something there's something to that, or was it just like a one time thing? I think it was just like, hey man, I'm open, I'm running gassers, I'm like, come on, like, you know, my mom's watching too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the fact they are best friends help lead to them actually be able to have that fight. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because they can be so comfortable with each other. Uh, exactly. Scott, DeAndre Swift, 28 carries, 175 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, could the Lions use a bell cow back like that to run the ball 28 times a game? Yes, but the, that bell cow back <laughs> is not DeAndre Swift. So let's just – let's eliminate that from the possibilities. I'm just saying, we saw it. 28 carries, 175, and a touchdown looked pretty good out there. Um you know, it's just one game, so it doesn't really erase everything he did during his Lions career, driving the coaches crazy or whatever, but they don't win this game without him. Maybe. I mean, could Boston Scott have done the same kind of stuff? Maybe. Has Boston I don't know. Scott ever run for 175 yards in a game? I'm sure he did a Louisiana Tech, but um, <laughs> what is just one of those guys where he's going to – I mean, what did he do in week one? Kenny Gainwell relegated him to nothing duty. He had two carries for, like, nothing. And they rectified that real quick. So we'll see what I happens in week three. Maybe it's Rashad Penny's turn. We're going to see more. Nah, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny blew it. Rashad Penny he's was just, he's yeah, just he was horrible. This point, but you know, no, I mean I get it, but it's still it's Swift. So we'll see. He's he's gonna. I mean, is he not? Is he banged up now? No, he will be in five minutes. Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Ravens 27, Bengals 24, Cleve, the Bengals fall to 0-2 and their offense continues to look like absolute ass. I, I honestly think, and this has nothing to do with Joe Barr's arm. I I don't think he's 100%. Um, well, especially not now. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. His calf strain and he's going to miss a couple weeks. It looks like. Yeah. Something is, something is going on with that kid right now. And I'm looking like a fool for picking them for, you know, again, it's only, Two games, um, yeah. but um, well, yeah. there's different ways to look zero and two, and they look bad. Yeah, it, it for me, it's cause for concern that Jamar Chase is being underutilized, <laughs> big time, yes. big time. He so, is. Burrow it, looks uh, even early in that game like his legs were just dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you, you know, when quarterbacks get to the top of their drop, there's a little bit of bounce. Mm-hmm. To their, you know, to their in their legs, and there's some knee bend, and and they look athletic. And when he gets to the top of his drop, he looked like flat footed, and there's just nothing there. And I, I wonder something's if, going on. Yeah, I wonder if he had just never really recovered from that calf injury. And well, I know he injured, like- he re-injured it again. Yeah, but um, you know, missing an entire preseason and and just not being physically right, 
he looks like he there's something off with him. Yeah. So and my obviously question, my question, Cleve, um, if he so a calf strain, I've had multiple calf strains, uh, mostly grade ones. His obviously sounds like it's pretty bad if they're already you know talking like he can miss a couple weeks. What are some like why can't he just like take a pain shot and play through it? What's the structural risk to playing with the calf strain? Ask Aaron Rodgers what just happened with the calf. Oh strain. well, okay then. I guess that answers that. <laughs> You're that's Achilles the cat- risk. That. That's the yeah. That's the catastrophic part of that. Um, you know, not to make fun of you, just kind of having my fun with you. But yeah, if you're asking that question seriously, that's the catastrophic. Um, it's a precursor to that kind of injury. Um, time, time, time heals all. And again, we're all different. And these are finely tuned athletes. So whatever he was doing to get treatment or how, however this was treated, um, it's obviously still bothering him. And I don't know if he, maybe he, in the middle of the treatment, he came back too soon. Like they pushed him back too soon to get him ready for week one. That could be, you know, again, I don't know, but, um, you know, it's going to, that's going to linger with him throughout most of the season. Like that's not going to go away for a while, bro. Strain calf. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mine, mine, but you know, I picked up two string caps at once drafting fantasy football teams in 2022. <laughs> uh, famously, if you listen to the show, um, and they were like I said, they're just grade ones, but it was two weeks before I could like push up on my toes with no pain, mm-hmm. right? I can't imagine if he's got something more severe than that, and if there's a structural risk, yeah, I think two weeks at least, probably without Joe Burrow, and. I know they have the Rams on Monday night at home this week. I don't know yeah. who they have week four, but the way the Rams are looking, the Bengals could be 0-3. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, you you think about what your calf does. It's some major muscle for movement. And a quarterback who's not a statue, he's not he's not a statue quarterback. He kind of moves a little bit in the pocket. He needs, he needs to move. And as Scott eloquently said, if he's flat-footed, and the Aaron Dollars of the world are coming. You think Geno Smith is the only one saying, oh, my God? <laughs> you might say something else. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. On the Ravens side of this, the Ravens are 2-0. and um, They're going to be favored in their next 13 games, looking at the schedule going forward. Uh, you know, the Bengals don't have Burrow for a while. The Steelers are terrible. We're going to get to what happened to Nick Chubb. This this has to be the year for Baltimore. It's all laid out for them now, right? The everybody in the division is down for one reason or another. They've got the two game lead on Cincinnati, which is probably the only other good team. But now, this is it. Not only should they win the division, they need to be looking at 13, 14 wins, looking to get home field advantage in the playoffs. This is it. So, Scott, with that in mind, do you think it's worth it for the Ravens to trade the first round pick Indy wants for Jonathan Taylor? Boy, that's a really good question. Um, you don't believe in Gus? They have so they have multiples. Like they've just they have Edwards, they have Justice Hill, they have. Uh, I mean, there are other running backs. I mean, I think it would. You know, it, it, stylistically, is he a fit for for the way they run and for what they do on offense? I don't know. Um, I mean, he's a I mean, really skilled running back. He should be. Yes. Fine. Yes. You. So you think that. You know, hey, this is what we do. Uh, it's an interesting thought to see what their offense could be like. 
with Taylor and Lamar. And I just, what do you do? How do you, Hey, good luck. All <laughs> right. Like um, we're either running and scoring on you or throwing and scoring on you. Good luck. Mm-hmm. I think it would make some sense. I mean, if you're giving up the 32nd pick in the, in the draft uh, in 2024 for a run to the Super Bowl, I think that's a no brainer. Yeah. The question is, is then do you pay Taylor? Otherwise, you're not making that trade. Right. That, that, that part. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, they, they would not get, not get the pain of their wide receivers coming up <laughs> for a while. They're not. And they're so. not, you know, the Dobbins thing, I think at this point has to be kind of, you know, you're almost yeah. moving on. Yeah. Um, so, so there's room. Yeah. Yeah. If they so, drug their feet paying Lamar, <laughs> come on, man. But they didn't drag their feet on paying Roquan Smith, right? So yeah, that part, yeah, that part. They will pay. They will pay. They gave Odell fifteen million guaranteed. Um, Don't they have another line? He's a LSU linebacker that they drafted. Uh, Don't they? I know they traded for Roquan Smith, but there's another one there too. That's oh, uh, Patrick Queen. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, all right, you know, you you value linebackers, you value. you know what you're doing with Lamar, but man, the Taylor thing, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think about it, but and, now that you said it, that context, yeah, of the entire AFC, right? Buffalo is not as good as we thought they were, right? They have some issues. Kansas yeah. city definitely has some issues with their offense. No be right? enemy, but, but we know that Kansas city will be right going forward. They have Mahomes. They have Reed. They're going to be fine. If like, in 2025, the Chiefs will still be good. In 27, the Chiefs will still be good. This yeah. might be one of their worst years with Mahomes. This might be one of the worst years with Josh Allen's and Steph Diggs. Like, this might actually be the best year now for Baltimore to try to be the team. To, so, like, like all holding, those years, so go ahead. Are they holding like pocket aces and just pushing, pushing chips in? Maybe it's like all those years when like Pittsburgh with Roethlisberger would sneak in between Brady and Manning. Like they yeah. would find the exact right years and in yeah get in there. This, I agree with Ben though, and I've been saying and I've been saying that. It, I said that in the preseason show. It's if the market stay healthy, I'm with both you guys and what you just said. It, but it's a 50-50. Well, it's not 50-50 on if uh, if Lamar can be healthy. He has not missed half of his game since coming to uh, since coming to the NFL. Also, once again, quarterbacks get hurt more in the pocket, like Lamar did last year, Aaron Rodgers this year, uh, than they do on on the move. So quarterbacks that run more are less likely to get hurt severely than quarterbacks when they get hit in the pocket. And and I wasn't referencing the running the running part of it. I'm just saying any quarterback, like right now, yeah. guys are going. I mean, it's week two, and we've we've got catastrophic injuries. <laughs> oh, the injuries the it's crazy. Yeah, it's week yeah. two, week two. Yeah, yeah but uh. You know, we're talking about if Lamar stays healthy in a game where Joe Burrow's not healthy, right? So the Bengals already don't have a healthy quarterback. Yeah. Cleveland that's and Pittsburgh don't even have quarterbacks. So, <laughs> right, you know. That, give me the keys to the DeLorean back, bro. You told me. Okay. Right now, Cleve, right now, for the quarterback for the Jets, for the rest of the season, you can have Kenny Pickett, Deshaun Watson, or Tyler Huntley. Who do you want? I would take Deshaun Watson, bro. Oh, really? I'm not saying Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett stinks. What about stinks. Tyler Huntley, Lamar's backup? I've seen, yeah, he. Oh man, it, I mean, it's, anything, it's anything is better. Problems. Anything is better than what we got right now. So just the fact you have do to I, think do about. We it. Need to, are you dragging <laughs> me to your where right now? 
Is that what's happening? Um, because Zach Wilson is still there. He's still an option. Yeah. This no, is we'll, why. We'll this is it. why your name is what it is, Scott. Oh I'm boy. Gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm waiting gonna, to fucking get to you, bro. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. <laughs> uh, but before we get to to Cleveland, we got to get to ours. Uh, Seahawks thirty-seven, Lions thirty-one. I actually, wrote the score backwards on my notes because. Seahawks 37, Lions 31 in overtime. Um, I have a note here. Now, before I say this, I want to make it very clear that this is not the reason the Lions lost this game. The Seahawks deserve to win this game. They were the better team on the day. So this is not me saying this is the reason the Lions lost. The better team on the day won the game. Okay, here's my note. The fucking refs blew the last play of the game. Clear holding on Hutch at the point of attack. Should have been third and 12. Not the reason the Lions lost, but very annoying. Why can't we find 50 good referees? There's an entire planet. I kind of agree with you. That's fair. I kind of agree with you. I mean, and I, but blatant at the point of attack on a critical play, like the like the exact thing not to blow. It's, and again, I, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to put on a QAnon hat or some bullshit, but this is why, like people say that the NFL is rigged, or they they kind of teeter on Vegas making a somebody making a call from a mysterious office, like hey, hey make that make that call right there, because he. We know what we're watching, and we're like, seriously, like this is what this game is going to come down to. This, yeah. this is what we're going to come down to. Like seriously, right. it's like I just we ex- we expect and the players expect of themselves to perform their best in the most important, most clutch moments. moments. Yes, that's what we're here for. The crashes, like NASCAR, right we're here for that, right? But we and rarely we can't hire refs and pay them and have a union of refs who are highly qualified people. We have to rely upon doctors and lawyers just running around and yeah to be honest though there is no way that game should have got to where it got to and that's on game period yes yeah the lions did not play a good game all the way around um the seahawks geno smith was great this game i didn't write his stats down because it made me sad but he was really good once again um People on Twitter were again calling for Aaron Glenn to be fired. I did not join them this year. Um, yet. Tell, yet. Tell Scott what I sent you. Tell Scott what he I sent did. you in, in that. I did. Um, so like with Campbell, you can't be this super uber aggressive dude. And that's your mentality. And then you get the ball with a minute 44 left in the fourth quarter at the 50. And, set, and you get 12 yards on the first play. Yeah. Then you get an 11 yard gain and you just don't even bother. Stop. You had three timeouts. They had three timeouts, a minute 44 left in the game. And they just were like, okay, we're going to kick a field goal. This is, this is, this is exactly what I just said. It it doesn't, to people that are not casual, because we're not casual fans, like the three of us are not, we're like, what? We could have coached that better. Yes. Yes, his excuse was, I didn't want to give the Seahawks the ball again. And I'm thinking, dude, it's a fireable offense. Fireable offense. That's not (laughs) as bad as Ron Rivera not knowing that his team was eliminated from the playoffs, but that's that's pretty (laughs) stupid. I mean, because the thing is, if let's say they got the ball with 144 left at midfield, down, they were down by three, right? Yeah. And Jesus descended from the heavens was like, Hey, Coach Campbell, you have to give the ball to the Seahawks right here, but we'll make the score 35 to 31. 
you take it a hundred percent of the time. Yes. A hundred percent of the time. And so what do you mean? You don't want to give them the ball back. Giving the ball back means you've taken the lead. Correct. <laughs> it was, that's why I think it was just a throwaway line to escape some of the, uh, I'm sure he was pissed at the way they had played. If you're going to lie, try harder. Try yeah. Harder yeah. And some, I mean, it's inexcusable. Like you went forward on multiple fourth downs. You, you refuse to punt in certain situations and then you, you become as passive as you could possibly be at the worst. And time. It's just hard. It's hard to justify how passive they became in that last stay on like, brand, stay on brand. A minute 44, you gain 12 yards on first down. If you call timeout, there's like a minute 35 and you have the ball on their uh, 38 yard line. But no, they then throw the ball again and then they throw the ball again and it's like a four yard gain. And now there's 20 seconds left or 25 or whatever it was before they use their first timeout. Like, what are you doing? I, you know, Dave will tell you this. So in all the years that we've been doing this show, <clears throat> when it comes to hiring a head coach or, or interviewing a head coach, I always say these scenarios should be brought up as part of, as part of your interview. We've gotten, you know, six scenarios. Walk us through the rationale yeah. here on what you're going to do. Give us three plausible outcomes. You know, yeah. and he, one might be great and two might be dog shit, but give me something that doesn't make any sense what they did, bro. So it doesn't. Uh, and so it deviated from his whole shtick of hey, we're aggressive, we're going for it, we're biting kneecaps and all this shit. <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> we're settling for a field goal, even though we could easily score and end the game. Right. Yeah. After after playing his team last year and what happened last year, like hey, it's like a revenge game where we're gonna split hairs here and I'm gonna come out and you know we're gonna just go ham on you guys, crazy. So, but but this indicates to me, uh, and we'll move on here, <clears throat> is that Dan Campbell is a good coach, and I love the aggressiveness, but he he seems to not be able to adjust how or what he thinks once he thinks it. And I think he gets, I think that a lot of times he comes to the right decision, but like the fake punt against Kansas city from their own 17. That yeah. is just, just, I mean, <laughs> put the balls on the table, right? It was a great move. And, but I don't think like if a coach was in his ear and gave him a good reason not to do that, I don't think it would even resonate with him. Like once he makes up the decision, he's, it's just he's, like, that's he's a slave, he's a slave warhead, right? right and there's on, no like right on target, right? And so he made the decision we're going to get a field goal here. And so even when he got 12 yards on first down, he was like, "We're getting a field goal here." And he never like go for yeah. more. <laughs> right. And what, and what it sounded like in the presser in the press conference after was he he seemed, and this is probably most fair. Uh we've seen the number of injuries that came out of that game, big injuries. And, and my assumption is he is rattled beyond rattled about some of the stuff that, that went on and some of the injuries that they suffered. But don't you want to end the game if you're if right. you're like end the game yeah. as soon as possible if you're suffering from these kind of injuries? Yes, they're starting right guards out and Chauncey Gardner Johnson's out and James Houston looked like yeah. uh it was just brutal. That injury yeah. was brutal. Um, and there's so many more Amon Ra's hurt and all this other stuff. It's I I'm wondering 
if if he was just super disconnected to like what you're saying, Dave, like the, to the reality of the scenario and just uh, kind of focused on other things and didn't have a great answer in front of the media. I, I don't know. I don't really know, but the injuries were brutal This for that for them this week. They were. It's just, uh, it's harsh. Going forward, it's harsh. Colts 31, Texans 20. Um, this game was actually a lot of fun, which you'd expect. Anthony Richardson, 6-10 for 56 yards, 3 carries, 35 yards, 2 touchdowns. Left the game with self-reported concussion symptoms after his second rushing touchdown. Uh, Cleve, is this signaling like a change in culture where a guy will, re- will self-report his concussion symptoms? Yeah, after we saw what happened with Tua, I mean, I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, you know, me too. I'm here for that. Like I, you know, I we love that watching the game, but after all, it's a game and um health is better. So yeah. Say Did hey, you guys I, see the first pass he threw after he was concussed? It was no, I didn't see it. He threw no. it left-handed. Oh, yeah, Shit. out of bounds. Yeah. 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 Shit. <laughs> and some of this is like he's gonna have to figure this out. Stop taking those hits. He did yeah. not need to take the hit where he got concussed. Right. He yeah. was walking into the end zone. And in college like, anymore, no, buddy. He's got to figure it out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, from the Texan side, C.J. Stroud, 30 of 47, 384 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Nico Collins, 7 for 146 of 1. Tank Dell, that's a real person, Cleve. Tank Dell, <laughs> 7 catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Houston's missing four offensive linemen, and C.J. Stroud is still having to run for his life, but he is making really good decisions while running for his life. Houston is going to be a very annoying team in the second half of this season. Yeah. They're going to lose a lot, but they're going to be really annoying about it. They're going to play spoiler to somebody. <laughs> they're going to be all these trap games for them. Yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out Nico Collins. He finally has a decent quarterback. He's putting up numbers for the first time since he got to college. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, but they're missing four starters on the offensive line. It could have been that good of a line to begin with. So they're in some they're in Man. some trouble there. So Houston, honestly, oh no, the first round pick goes to Arizona. Yeah, they're I mean, they're in trouble for a few years. Yeah, but it looks like it looks like Stroud should be yeah. decent to good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd... yeah, I mean the early returns look look favorable for him. Yes. There we go. Bears 17, Bucks 27. Um, I okay. <laughs> it's not happening for Justin Fields in Chicago. It's not happening. Thank, thank you for waking up, Dave. Thank the you. The guy, for whatever reason, the guy has the processing speed of a Tamagotchi. I mean, it's just like <laughs> he can't. If he could see the game and process it the way CJ Stroud does, he would be an MVP candidate. But for whatever reason. He just cannot. I saw a brutal, brutal tweet today where where the, the caption was when Justin Fields sees an open receiver and then it's the Mitch McConnell freezing up. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> and it's like, Jeez. I mean, it's like, so awful. Yeah, it, it, absolutely brutal. So, um, you know, and I think some of this is connected to Chicago. I think his coaching that he's getting is absolutely inept. Um, would it, would it totally correctly. surprise you if they were not intentional? If they were intentionally doing these things to be able to move on from him, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. You yeah, would never. Yeah, I don't. 
It's that bad. It's yeah. literally that yeah. bad. Like yeah. you have, you've like you we brought more in. Like, no more in, runs not use, really? Yeah, not using any of his strengths or what he is. I'm like, what are we watching here, dude? Well, DJ <laughs> Moore did get, did get 100 yards in this game, but he had a catch for 33 and 31 yards on the first drive. Yeah. So a lot of that came on the very first drive. But the thing is, they're not calling any designed runs for Justin Fields. And he should have 6 to 12 designed runs every single game. And you build the offense off that because that's his that's his core strength. And so if he's never going to have how a designed he stays run. in tempo and he stays in rhythm. Right. Doing those things. And right. not doing those things is just stifling. It's yes. just yeah. and he I think, paralyzed. He I really think that does. Justin Fields is a strong candidate for a Ryan Tannehill go somewhere else and get a lot better with good coaching, or a Daniel Jones stay there and have a good coach come in and get a lot of better situation. But yeah. if he were truly a star, he'd be able to overcome some of this coaching already. The second so, the second coach. Yeah, but the first the coach second. was 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 horrible. It never ran him. Last year they didn't run him for the first half of the season. Then they started calling design runs in the second half. He was he was really good. Yeah. Right. Like I don't know what their what their deal is, but for whatever reason they are and they're all going to get fired. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're like. What their what their plan is here. They're if they capitulate for Caleb, none of them are going to get to coach him. No. Um, no. I can feel. Like- you know. You know where Fields could go and just all of a sudden get really good. Is Denver, right? Yeah, he comes up behind Russ for one year, and then he takes over under Sean Payton after a year behind Russ, and all of a sudden it's like, oh look, he got a good coach. He knows what to do. Yeah, yeah, and the, and you know, coach who who puts a plan together to allow. I mean, it's one of the pet peeves of of like uh, people who do what I do, where it's like, why are you why are you not doing the things that he's really really good at? And asking him to do things that he struggles with. And then you're surprised. Like, right. really? Right. Uh, <laughs> Cleve, the Bucks are 2-0. and Todd Bowles can't even take correctly. <laughs> I never trust a man that has no facial hair. He's a grown man with a baby oh. face. Well, no, you, no, must, you, tr- you must trust me then. That's a, seven, that's a 745 uh, shine there, buddy. Shadow. <laughs> 7.45. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Bucks are 2-0. Mike Evans had a huge game. I think they're trying to showcase him for a trade, but they keep winning. Um, Same thing for Baker. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I want out of here. It's like, no. Yeah, Baker looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> he really oh, does. He look good for the Jets, Cleef? Honestly, bro, when we get to it, I'll take I'll take a ham sandwich right now on on the center. <laughs> Seriously, bro. Seriously, bro. I, I just okay, can't do enough. it. I can't do it. Fair enough. Oh boy. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Mike Evans on the Chiefs would be pretty fantastic. So I need the Bucks to start losing a few games. So now I don't have a lot of Mike Evans in best ball this year, so that would be fantastic for me. But it'd be great for football in general. Do you know who would be even better on the Chiefs? Puka Nakua. Kyle Pitts. Oh, think about that. Oh my God. Yeah, that would be sick. That would be sick. Sick. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that would be. I mean, the the Falcons aren't using him. If the Chiefs offer a second and a fourth, why would they say no? I don't have any idea why you wouldn't move along. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking of moving along, Chiefs 17, Jags 9. Hence why I was speaking of the Chiefs here. Uh, Kelsey was not fully healthy, only ran around on 26 of 45 Mahomes dropbacks. The Jags offensive line is a real problem, Scott. Uh, Chris Jones walked out of the luxury suite into a monster game. <laughs> he did, but uh, yeah, that's Chris Jones. He is a monster. He didn't even need his pads. He could have been out there with his nachos and beer just <laughs> running through the guys trying to block him. Like, that line is horrible. Yeah. It, it really is. Is the Brandon Scherf, did he play? I don't think so. You know, so that's a whole. Um, Cam Robinson is their left tackle. Jawan Taylor's on the Chiefs. Right. So Walker Little is their right tackle. Yeah. 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 Game. But see, this is where, uh, like, I think if they could, they would just, like, sign Michigan's entire offensive line. Yeah. Tomorrow and just yeah. start them. Yeah, it's just like all right, get out there. Paying attention to what Michigan's doing with their offensive line. Yes, um, Chiefs' upcoming schedule is very easy and should allow their offense to get on track. Now, do you think I actually wrote down the games that are coming up? Of course not. Uh, they have the Chicago this week, and then after that, I don't remember. But it's very easy. Oh, the Jets, Chicago, the the Jets, then. Some other really bad team. The Zach Wilson led Jets. Yeah, exactly. When uh, are you dragging me to the town square, Cleve? When we get to the Jets. <laughs> yeah. When we get when we get to the Jets. I, I had to get a medieval word. <laughs> Flogging. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now I now I have to know. The Chiefs play the Bears. Uh they play the they're home to the Bears. At the Jets, one second. Oh, and then at Minnesota. Yeah. So, three yeah. Wins. Yeah, so they got three wins, easy wins. As easy as to come in the NFL anyways and just get things get things worked out. Packers 24, Falcons 25. Packers blew a fourth quarter lead because they insisted on running up the middle with A.J. Dillon 47 times instead of trying to score points, Cleve. Shooting himself in the, shooting himself in the foot. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, just stop, make any stop sense. running the ball. Throw the ball. Yeah, it, just, it doesn't make any sense. Jordan yeah. Love looks pretty good, doesn't he? Uh, I, I, it's smoke and mirrors. It's smoke and mirrors. <laughs> I, whatever. It's two games <laughs> of smoke and mirrors. He looks pretty good. So now, to be fair, Jimmy G's made a career out of this. So Jordan Love has a strong EPA, expected points added across two weeks, but his pro football focus grading is bad. And so, like, how do you rec- rectify those two? Jimmy G never has. He always is getting EPA, and he's always terrible at being graded. Yes. And Jimmy G's okay. So maybe Jordan loves something like that. But Jordan loves well, I think missed- that there's a, there's a, I really wish the pro football focus people, and I know some of those, some of them are very good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. I really wish they would explain their quarterback grading so people could get a full understanding of why. I don't want to say it's an illusion, but. Um, a player could be 25 of 25 and throw for 200 yards and five touchdowns. And if none of those 25 throws were difficult, he would not score well. Period. End of story. But I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think if you throw 25 tunnel screens and it's all yak, <laughs> yeah. And then like and then like Josh Allen goes 31 of 41, chucking it down the field. I think Josh Allen did better. It should be great. Absolutely. That's so, their grading process. Right. So there's a line in there in there somewhere. I just 
Oh, there's a lot of underlying advanced metrics for Jordan Love that are not positive. And I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I said he probably sucks in the season preview. That is not the case. I don't think it's likely that he sucks anymore, but I don't think we've seen enough to see that he's good yet. That's fair. It's two weeks. No, for me, I think he's, I, I didn't give him enough. Even if he falls on his face, his flashes, like, as you say, Dave. And he shows that he he can play a little ball. So he threw a couple touchdowns in this game. One of them was one of those little like jet sweep things to Jaden Reed. Yeah. Right. Like it, it just it's it's technically his rookie year, bro. Easy <laughs> on the kid. It's technically like I have I have to draw back and listen to what Scott said when I listen to the show again that we did for the previews. Yeah. He's lit he's literally like this is his first time really out playing all these snaps. Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna miss a couple like things that are that are easy for Mahomes or Josh Allen or whoever, but he's he's coming into his own, is, is what I want to say. He could be, he could be. I'm just not gonna be shocked if in six weeks we're like, hey, remember when he was good for two weeks? I've seen more in him than I've seen in Zach Wilson. In the, well, in he's the way better that, than Zach Wilson. Yeah. So the, so right, I can I can stop talking right there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, work, Robinson night can be hurtful, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> football, I don't cry in football. <laughs> uh, Bijan Robinson 19 for 142 on the ground, seven for 48 through the air. Um, I mean, we said it coming in that he was just a great <laughs> running back prospect. He is, he's the truth, and the way he moves, Scott, is unbelievable. It is the wiggle, the wiggle. It's, yeah. so, it's a perfect word. Everything yeah. he does, there's some level of. Um, oh, you think you're going to touch me? No, you're not. You know, uh, I'm still at full speed. You know, um, he compared himself to Barry Sanders in the draft process. And it is sacrilege. A little bit, <laughs> but I, I know exactly where he's coming from. You cannot yes. wear him up. You can't. No. You're, you're never going to hit him. You're never going to light him up. It's never going to happen. Barry was the same way. Yes, but the difference is that B. John Robinson makes tacklers miss. Barry made tacklers look stupid. Yes. And so that hasn't happened. And I'm not saying he doesn't have it in his bag, but it well, hasn't there's happened. There's been a couple yet. already. There's I would say there's two it's or just, three it's, through two. It's the games same with where... the Michael Parsons and LT reference. It's I see where they're getting it, but yeah, it ain't yeah, there yeah. yet. It ain't there but yet. But we need like we see it, yeah. but it ain't there yet. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. needs time to steep. Yeah, and don't forget Barry wrecked Rod Woodson's knee. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. you know it, it, there's a, there's a long way to go for that. John Lynch is still looking for Barry Sanders. <laughs> John Lynch still cannot find him. So, um, yeah. So I I don't think I don't think comparison is apt, but that's not a knock on Bijan. I think he's great. Now Drake London in this game six catches, sixty seven yards, and a touchdown. The Falcons were behind. They had to play real offense, Cleve, and guess what? They actually did it. <laughs> no Kyle Pitts? Big numbers? Nope. Two catches, 15 yards. God, this, this kid must Regardless. go back to the locker room like, why do I even come to practice? He had 1,000 yards up, as a rookie. I could show Unheard up and do it, this. Tight end. I could show up and just do this. Do do what you're doing right now. I could show up Sunday. Don't come in all week. Show up Sunday and get two catches for 15 fucking yards. I think – because the, the Falcons play at Detroit this week, I think Kyle Pitts should make the trip and then go to the locker room and then just refuse to come out of it. 
they and just, and just like be like, I'm on the trading block, and like getting that, his own plane back to Atlanta. That man, <laughs> Bro. he's not going to get paid. If he yeah, does not start getting numbers, he's not going to get he paid. Did. He has yeah. to think of himself, right? Yeah, there's and not enough. Ta- there's to. enough tape out there. There's not enough tape on you, bro. Right. Fifteen like, yards, they're going to cut tape. Right. It's like, oh well, he's such a great blocker. Well, great. Josh <laughs> Oliver got twenty-one million over seven years. They ain't going to do it for a great Pitts. blocker because they don't use him that way. He's just he's wide open he's all bar- the time. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. He's always open. Yes. He could do the Chad Johnson. He called Desmond Ritter at three in the morning, bro. I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Raiders 10 at the Bills 38. Raiders marched right down the field and scored a touchdown on their opening possession. That was the end of all the good things that happened for the Raiders. Oh, um, man. Josh Allen, 31 of 37, 274 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, no turnovers. Cleve, I think the Jets might just be really good at defense. The Jets have a great defense. Yeah. Yes. But he Less did, but Josh Wilson. did Josh did do some stuff in the game where you scratch your head, like what, what are you doing? Diving and shit. That stuff yeah. needs to stop, dude. That stuff to stop. The jumping, diving thing that he does. I don't know what this leaving the ground thing with him is, bro. Yeah. But in Not the chat, good. Ben's so concerned about Lamar Jackson, and it's like Oh, Josh Allen yeah, might be the one to be look out for here. He's bunny hopping around. I'm like, bro, you're going to take a hit. <laughs> Go airborne again. Shit. Um, not much else on this game. The Raiders are trash. The Bills were at home in a get-right spot. Anything else? Nope. Nope. All right. <laughs> Got stuff for the next game, though. Notice Jake's not in the chat. Chargers 24, the Titans 27. Overtime. Hey, hey, Cleve, I got a st- I got a stat for you here. Are you ready? That? Yeah, give it to the me. The Chargers are the 33rd team in the Super Bowl era to have over 50 points scored and no turnovers in their first two games. They're the only one to be 0-2. What dude? I don't know. After Dan Fouts left, <laughs> left being their quarterback. I don't know, dude. I don't know what's wrong with this team, this franchise organization. They're just, they're always like just enough. And then they just like, they do something. I'm like, what the fuck? Is do they need to massacre a goat or something? <laughs> something? Sounds terrible. Dick, Scott, I didn't, isn't that how, don't know. That what I happened don't. with the Red Sox and whatever, Jesus. or the Cubs or whatever? It's a Cubs thing. I don't know what the deal is with this team. And <laughs> the coach, Brandon Staley, after the game was so salty with the media. And I get where he's coming from because if you look at this, over 50 points scored and no turnovers, they're playing fine. Yeah, like, I just don't They're playing know. good ball. They just Dude. keep losing. All those Philip Philip Rivers years, I'm like, they, they should have had like four Super Bowls straight up. Yeah. I mean, they are the Kellen Winslow knee injury in the divisional playoffs and the 14-2 and two, but fire Marty <laughs> Schottenheimer all at once, all the time. <laughs> there you go. Like unbelievable shit with this team. Bro. They suffer every injuries year, like every fucking year. They do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a yeah. Uh Josh Kelly filled in for Austin Eckler, and Josh Kelly did precisely fuck all in this game. 13 carries for 39 <laughs> yards. Did you own him in fantasy day? Everybody did. He was only five thousand. Um <laughs> this guy is an absolute dust ball in like the truest sense of the term. He cannot play football. He's garbage <laughs> at it. 
and he's a running back. You know how bad you have to be to be bad at running back? Pretty 13 bad. for 39. I guarantee you, if you gave Cleve 100 NFL games, one of them could go 13 for 39. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's horrible. The Chargers should the Chargers should have signed Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt at halftime. <laughs> right. I would rather give 100 carries a game to the shambling corpse of Ezekiel Elliott than one more carry to Joshua Kelly. Man. Thank you for making it known. How do you really feel about it, bro? <laughs> Big game for Keenan Allen, though. Eight catches for 111 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. So, good for him. I actually don't have any notes on the Titans in this game. It felt like they were just kind of there doing their thing, plodding along, and then they won. Yeah. Yeah, nobody they really cares. No they hit one long ball to Traylon Burks, and Derrick Henry got a touchdown on 80 yards. But, like, but they didn't do anything, and they won the game. They hung around. Yep. Yep. That part. Um, 49ers 30, Rams 23. Cleve, we, we don't get to make fun of Puka Nakua anymore. Puka Nakua is, is here, and he's here to stay. I don't know why I just want to sing the Lion King song when I have time to hear his name. <laughs> 15 carries or 15 catches for 147 yards on 19 targets. Yeah. A reminder, a reminder for everybody out there. Targets are earned. The quarterback yes. will not throw the ball to you if you are not open. Getting open yeah. is a skill. Earning targets is a skill. That's why for wide receivers in fantasy, the best ones go higher because they can't just be replaced if they get hurt by dust balls. Whereas running backs, you get the ball enough times, unless you're Josh Kelly. If you get the ball enough times, they'll put up some numbers. 19 targets against the 49ers? This guy can ball. Yeah. He can. I just think in the future that if Sean McVay is the coach, whoever's playing the Cooper Cup, who can do a role? Is a, I'm doing the whole – I look like Don Jr. Um, <laughs> that guy should probably be targeted higher than everybody thinks because that is a uh, – there is a funnel yes. of footballs going his way. And we know um, Stafford, once Stafford likes a dude – He's getting targets. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that I've said this before in the show, and I didn't get much pushback here, but I've gotten pushback like on my real life talking about this. Matt Stafford is an absolute elevator of talent at the quarterback position. Yeah. So many people have had their best years or all-time great years league-wide with Matt Stafford at quarterback. And you look at what they've done without him. Like, Cooper Cup was not Cooper Cup before Matt Stafford got there. Kenny Galladay turned into absolute dust the second he was gone. Golden yeah. Tate had his best year. Um, Mike uh, Marvin Jones had his best year. Now Puka Nakua out of nowhere. Matt Stafford is an elevator at the wide receiver position while playing quarterback. It's unbelievable. Now my question is, is Puka Nakua actually this good, Scott? Um, or is Sean McVay an absolute genius? Like what is happening here? I, I can't say Sean McVay's a genius. I can't do that. There's something there's something about about Sean McVay that I just I can't go there. Is it his face? No, I think okay. there's some Matt Patricia to Sean McVay. I, I do. I think we're gonna in, in the hit in the in the uh not too distant future, we're gonna hear some about some nutty stuff about Sean McVay and his offense. And oh. just a little bit of um. Yeah, this is a, this is an odd dude. But how do you argue with 
with what's happening with Nakua at this point in time. You know what I mean? Like he got 19 targets. He had 15 catches. Right. It's week two. He's a rookie. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> he, he broke the record for catches and targets by a rookie in their first two games. The next three people on the list are Randy Moss, Miles Austin, and Andre Rising. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty good list. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also pretty good. Cleve, the Rams had a running back in this game, go 14 carries for 52 yards and a touchdown, seven catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. If you can name him, I'll give you one American dollar. Roberto Coxlam, like Coxlam's yes. cousin. Yes, absolutely. R- uh, Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was uh, coached in Pee Wee football by Ron Mexico. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, his name his name is Kyron Williams. Wow. He, he was ran a, a member f- of the uh, Fighting Irish. There. Yeah, he went to Notre Dame. He ran a 4-6-2 at the Combine. He was undrafted or like a seventh-round draft pick. And now Cam Akers is on the trade block because he was deactivated right before the game again. So... Uh, looks like Tyron Williams is the man in the backfield there. Uh, Brock Purdy missed three deep shot TDs in this game. This game could have been like absolutely out of hand. So Brock Purdy went Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he he reverted to the mean a little bit here. He missed Debo once. He missed Ayuk once. I think Juwan Jennings once, but he missed like three open deep touchdowns. Um, that would have made this game nuts. Now this game was thirty to twenty seven with three seconds left. The spread was the 49ers by seven and a half. And uh, the Rams kicked the field goal as time expired to cut it down to seven. So 49ers betters were not happy with that. Yep. Conspiracy now, theories commence. Yep. Now, for me, we got the games of the week coming up here. Giants 31 at the Cardinals 28. The Cardinals blew a 20 to nothing halftime lead. <clears throat> that was on brand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was yes. on brand. Um. <clears throat> Danny Dimes in this game, 26 of 37, 321 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, nine carries, 59 yards and a touchdown. He's athletic. All the second half. half. Alex has entered the chat. Hi, Alex. Congrats on your win. Yeah, uh, this is what we'd call a Pyrrhic victory, I think. Their desperate attempt to come back and win this game late after getting trounced Saquon Barkley suffered an ankle sprain and is out two to three weeks. However, Saquon Barkley is on a one-year contract with no future guaranteed money. So I think Saquon Barkley might be out the rest of the year. Yeah. (laughs) They've – so I I sent you that memo thing, the the thing about the the league is concerned about running backs faking injuries so they can have leverage for contracts. (laughs) No – Ask, ask Dobbs about that and ask Chubb about that, faking injuries, because they got right. horrific injuries. But um, yeah. Saquon, I don't know, man. This this guy scares me, man. With with the way uh, the way he runs, he runs so hard. The well, he had something roll up on his so ankle hard. again, you know? Like, yeah. you know? I don't know what it is about him running. It just always looks like he's an injury away from soon as contact is made with him. When he cuts... It's hard, it's bro. The violence that that he puts through his his uh, his feet and yeah. lower legs, it's crazy. Just like it's gonna go bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like watching Zion Wilson jump. You be like, dude, the way he lands, I'm like landing mechanics. Like you you landing too much weight coming down too fast. Yeah. It's crazy. Always hurt, bro. 
uh, so the Giants come back, they win this game, they're one and one. But to me, falling behind 20 nothing to Arizona says something about something. Now, Alex and Giants fans are going to say, hey, we showed grit, resilience, overcame adversity, came back, got the win, and all that. The Giants' next four games, 49ers, Seahawks, Dolphins, and Bills. Good luck. <laughs> so, yeah, you're one and five. <laughs> Good luck. Maybe two and four if you pip the Seahawks. <laughs> Bro, we'll see. It's one yeah. and five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is, good luck. That is, that's rough, man. That's, I, have, that's rough. I have no room to laugh because I'm we- I'm actually wearing the hat of a one five team, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if the Jets played the Giants on a neutral field, which I guess would be in the Meadowlands, <laughs> um, I would make the Jets three and yeah, a half point favorites. Good. Yeah, just for, just for the defense. Yep, yep. Um, I have nothing to say about the Cardinals. They suck. They're horrible. Josh Dobbs is their quarterback, but um. Yeah, they're trying to get the first and second overall pick. <laughs> the only thing I'll say, and then we can move on. Their defense is playing good. I mean, obviously not in the second half. Right. But their defense looks like it's playing for their head coach, which is always, you know, when a guy who – that guy, as bizarre as, as he is – Well, he's or, so inspiring. He, oh. This, he, really, he really makes you want to run through a wall, just like Coach Prime. Did you have fire in your belly? Dude, are you awake right now talking? <laughs> like, seriously. No, I, I, they're, they're playing heat. for him. They are. Desert, but desert heat. Super the, guy, the guy gives pep talks like he's interested in a segment on 60 Minutes. That's that's actually giving him a little bit of credit. <laughs> Alex is pissed. Cardinals D has a bunch of late hitters. Watch throughout the year. Um. I didn't know Mika Fitzpatrick played for the play for the Cardinals. Um, all right, here we go. Jets 10, Cowboys 30. Me first, then Cleve. Oh, Zach Wilson. I, do Zach, I not have a voice? No. Zach Wilson is hopeless. Cleve, go ahead. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Scott. So Hi. I didn't know Dave was gonna put flogged in the town square, but it's fitting because you 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 told us that Zach. You've been telling us since that Zach's been great since he's been drafted. I do not know because again, I don't know what you know your skill set. I, I I don't know how to do what you do. What am I not seeing that makes this kid a even? Uh, he's not even a backup in. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. That's how far I'm going to take this. He's not an NFL quarterback. Scott, will um, you admit that Zach Wilson is a bust? To this point in his career, yes. He's just not – the interceptions are fucking atrocious, bro. Like, I, I just don't – bro, I, I just I, – I, I don't know. I thought I thought I was ready to just un, unload, but I, I got nothing. I don't oh, – he's, he, he's on to acceptance. Get the <laughs> yeah, acceptance there, there you go. Yeah. Geno Smith, Smith once got drafted very early. And second it, round, not second overall. Yeah, but you know, I mean, enough that they they invested some capital in him, and he was a total bust. And it took him a very long time to figure out how to play quarterback in the NFL. Hello, Kitty. Um, see, Scott. Yes. Sorry to cut you, brother. So, as as Dave eloquently went through, um, Richardson stats. He went through 
what's the other quarterback that's that's a that's CJ a Stroud? CJ Stroud. Stroud. If you're the second overall pick, that's we're looking for that type of numbers. We're looking for that type of play. I don't know if this kid knows where he is, that, that he's in an actual NFL uniform in an NFL game. I don't I don't know where he thinks he's he is. Zach Wilson is worse than he's clueless. Zach Wilson is worse than Christian Ponder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, keep keep the names coming. Week two, though, this particular week against Dallas. Zach Wilson is worse than Ryan Leaf. No chance. <laughs> Dave is really well, we, we so we expected Jets Nation, we expected a loss against us because that pass rush was coming in hot off of yeah. beating the shit out. Yes. So I just the, so the problem I have is also with the coach because the coach speaks and carries himself like he's one stuff. He's 12 and 24. Yeah. He's 12 and 24. So this is after this year, Zach's out the door, and, and I'm pretty sure Salah's out the door too. It's possible. It's, and, and listen, it's, it's, it's getting there. Be, it's getting there. I could have been, and I'll be humble enough to admit it to you. I could be totally full of shit about <laughs> Zach Wilson. The entire time, it's just an opinion about a player. Yeah, uh, but what is it based on? That's my question. I'm not yeah, that's what, that's what, yeah, that's what we're asking, uh, Scott. Like, it also, I know we're fucking around here. Like, in all, because because you need, you know, the, the mind of, I want Scout Scott. I want that guy. Like, what what intangibles or what what don't I see? As a, as a Jazz fan, what am I, what, what should I have been excited about? Because I don't see it, bro. At this point, nothing. Like, nothing. With the exception of, you can't take last week against Dallas and think that Zach Wilson was going to do anything against that D-line and pressure. You just can't. In fact, I would tell you he played significantly better than I thought he would. My thoughts were in his game. My thoughts were on him last season where he was missing guys in the flat. You, yes. me, and Dave could throw guys in the flat. Like we can yes. in an NFL game, I can hit a guy in the flat, no problem. He looked like a player who just was completely unprepared to play NFL football. <laughs> he did. There we go. Like that's so the only thing that we can talk about it is is what he looked like at BYU, and he did stuff outside the structure of plays that was just ridiculous. For the record, I thought he was overrated and not that great at BYU. Great numbers, BYU. great numbers. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't see it at BYU either. Now, I will always defer to scout when it comes to the sort of scouting sort of things. But I just was not I, – I never saw it with him. I don't see it now. I've not seen a single flash of anything. Jordan Love has shown immensely more than Zach Wilson ever has. Yeah, Jordan Love is now in year five. Okay. Justin Fields, same draft class, has shown a lot more. Honestly, honestly, Trey Lance has looked better in the times he's played than Zach Wilson has looked. The yeah, Jets might be better off just seeing a flyer with Lance at this point. They continue to play yeah. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Possibly, just, I mean, Wilson yeah. Wilson has shown a small amount of growth in his game, but it's still not good enough because under pressure, under situations where normal quarterbacks can handle themselves, he's still throwing bad picks. Yeah. Well, I could what, show a small amount of growth on my hairline. It yeah. doesn't mean it's going to be any good. What see, and then we can move on from this because I'm getting I'm getting violently ill. I, I don't want you to get mad though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just no, no, you're no, our beloved co-host. I, I just wanna... And 
maybe maybe stop evaluating quarterbacks. That would that might solve the problem. He's not a quarterback. <laughs> right. Well, at least in the NFL. At least in the NFL. I just I, he's not a quarterback anywhere. Like, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, this is not a case where, like, because I do think some quarterbacks would be well served going to spring ball, playing XFL, USFL, getting reps, getting better, that sort of thing. I don't even think he's got that in him. I I don't. I agree with you, Dave. I I I seldom agree with you, but I I've just seen enough where this locker room has to be dejected to the point where. The the one position that they need someone the most, it's not there. And again, injuries happen. It's it's that. But I think the Jets should have been prepared if Aaron Rodgers did get injured at some point to have so, somebody viable because this kid ain't it. So Zach Wilson, I think, is viable with this defense for a game or two. They, they beat the Bills, right? Aaron Rodgers got hurt on the first series. They beat the Bills with them. So he's not like he's he, not viable he, at all, but he's not viable for an entire the, season. But the truth is, if Rodgers is out for the entire season, they're in trouble anyway, no matter who the backup is. Two things happened in that first game. That, that catch that Wilson made, had to he had to make the adjustment to, to catch that ball. That ball wasn't yes. put there. He had, to, he had to make the catch happen. And yes. then when he hit Lazard, Lazard was surprised the ball got there. He's like, oh, the ball. And he, he stalled for a second, then he took off running. You know, and I'm like, dude, I just don't I don't know what he's looking at. I wish we could have a GoPro in his helmet because I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? It would at? just be a picture what of the ground. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? <laughs> Every fucking year, everyone gets to enjoy football except for me. I, I can't I gotta I gotta root for other teams and other guys. I can't enjoy my I still fly the colors because I it is what it is what we do up there, but I'm like, God, man, this kid is I can't can't do it. That's why the Rogers thing was such a devastating injury because it was it was like you know you're taking you're taking a team that's had this stuff for years. It's ready to go. They're ready to go. And they're bro. ready with that ready defense and an offense that takes a step running back. Ready. Yeah, come on, you and it's he, all gone. God, he's fucking it up, dude. Oh, please move on, Dave. I'm sorry I let you down. The Jets. <laughs> the Jets should bring in Carson Wentz. Hey Alex, I'm gonna tell you. No, the Jets should go trade for Kirk Cousins today. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Kirk. I'll take Kirk. And uh, Alex, I, um, Dave also invited me over to the to the, and I'll tell you what I told Dave exactly on text. Uh, if you ever been to Giant Stadium or MetLife in the old days, there's a piss trough of ice. I'd rather be doused in that, beaten, and then dragged across the concrete at a um at a tailgate before I join the Giants, bro. What about the Lions? You want to be a Lions fan? No, that's what he said to me about being a Lions fan. Oh boy. Okay. Well, but that's what I said today. But to be fair, to be fair to Cleve, the idea of having to root for Hall of Fame offensive players might be a little too much to handle. So maybe the Lions aren't really for him. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Wow. That's not forget that since 2010 the Lions have won. Seriously. Let's not forget that since 2010, the Lions have won 17 more games than the Jets now, a full season's worth. So, you know, maybe it's just too much winning for the Lions. Well, let's go back to 1930. <laughs> I mean, please tell me what it was Sorry like. Sorry to be so graphic, Alex. I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> no, no. You guys are, your franchise is 30 years older than my franchise. And you guys, in that 30 year span, that generation of, of losing, it didn't get good to the 40s, night train lane. So we'll see. Well, it hasn't been good in uh, like 70 years. 
So yeah, no, well, David's delusional is why I'm is, is why I'm saying that because he doesn't I'm just, know. I'm just I'm just citing two. I'm just citing two facts here. Since he became of since he chose to become a fan of the Jets, you're born into it. Since you chose it, you moved to America in 1984. Looked around the NFL, saw Dan Marino. When I'm going to be a Jets fan. So <laughs> since you made that decision, the Lions have had Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. You've had oh, no, Al Toon and Freeman McNeil in a butt fumble, and, and the Lions have won and more Wade, games in the last 13 and years. Wade and Curtis Martin. Seriously, and throw me the bro. damn ball. Keyshawn. Keyshawn was a, he yeah. was he was a good player for us. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I, just saying you you'd be you'd be lucky to be a Lions fan at this point. Also, the Lions will win the Super Bowl before the Jets do. You can book that. <laughs> um speaking of teams that are going to Super Bowl, speaking of teams that are going to Super Bowl anytime soon, <laughs> Commanders 35 at the Broncos 33. The Broncos blew a massive second half lead as well. I don't even go back to look at what it was, but it was like 21 to nothing. It was a huge, Man. a huge lead. Um, what do you think of Sam Howell in this game, Scott? See, okay, now I'm I'm afraid to share my quarterback. <laughs> no, no, Sam Howell. Sam Howell knows that we just we just confined you to the Zach Wilson. Like after that, everything else you you've been solid. Sam on. Howell's the next Zach Wilson. <laughs> Wow. What if Sam Howell's family is watching? Don't say that. Sam Howell looks really good. He does. He throws a pretty ball. So, Scott, I'm glad you said that in, in all seriousness because it's what I said earlier about the when um they referenced the Chiefs. The enemy is, is the X factor there. The enemy is the X factor there, and you saw what happened when they when the second half of that game and yeah. how he played. The enemy is really well in that team. It has nothing to do with Riverboat Ron. Nothing. He's just holding That's a seat until he's holding a seat until uh, the enemy is elevated. Do you think that Ron Rivera has like a Fisher Price headset that's not even connected to anything? <laughs> <laughs> like, like when you when you give like, you like, like your little yeah. when you give your little sibling the unplugged in controller so they can control tails. Look what you're doing. Impact the game, right? So they think they're playing, but but they're not. And Ron Rivera's in here calling plays to nothing. The cow goes moo like it's, in his headset. He has no idea. It's a clip. It's a clipboard. Like it's a coloring book on the clipboard. <laughs> The fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah, nah, I think it's pretty clear that B enemy took over in the second half there, like with the offensive decisions. And you saw it too with Brian Robinson Jr. 18 carries, 87 yards for two and two touchdowns, two catches, 42 yards. He's clearly the number one back there. He's clearly yeah. back to fully healthy after getting shot six weeks before last season. Um now, did y'all see the Hail Mary to end the game? Yep. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal Hail Mary. And then on the two-point conversion, clear defensive pass interference. Yes. It's almost like they were they were Lions players who were who were being interfered with. <laughs> it was it was um I think it was actually worse than the no call on Hutch. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, I think it was more egregious. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's you know it's at the point where the ball is is getting caught. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I don't have, I like, I don't have much thoughts on either of these two teams. Alex asking if the Washington D is seeming suspect for the first two games. Maybe yeah. I actually think the Broncos are okay on offense. Now. I don't think Russ is that terrible. And they Three got guys had sacks. 
Three guys. Yeah. And one of them was Chase Young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, they did put up 33 points in this game in regulation. I don't think the Broncos' offense is that bad anymore. Um, And I think the Broncos will – you know, they're going to win six games or so this year, I think. The Commanders, though, now are 2-0. and And – but they they can't do anything with Philly and Dallas in that division, right? That's what – they're going 1-3 and against them, Max. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yep. Um. Okay, next one. I don't have too much on this on either of these next two games. Uh, Dolphins twenty four at the Pats seventeen. I just have one thing to say: the Patriots suck, <laughs> and it feels time. so good and cathartic to be able to say that out loud. <laughs> About time. <laughs> yeah, they are dog shit, dude. Mac Jones is—he <laughs> doesn't know what's going on out there, bro. Mac Jones is the next Zach Wilson. <laughs> he. Like every time, like he'll do something great, and then he'll. I do have to say, he's playing better than he played under the last system, like the he two is, whatever yes. talking heads bullshit. But I just don't. I don't. I don't know how they move on with him. Wait a minute, was he in that same draft with um Zach yes, Wilson? He was. Wow. Yes. I don't think. Yeah, I think I text you this. I don't think anybody but Trey Lance because he got um, traded. I don't think anyone's getting the fifth year option. Trevor Lawrence. Crib. Oh, yeah. Trevor, yeah, number one. Oh, yeah, that's about it. That's yep. about it. Everyone else, um, I don't think you're getting, getting your money. Scott, the Dolphins could win many different types of games, not just big shootouts. Raheem Mostert, 18 carries, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's their, their running game is predicated on ex, explosive runs. Um, like, you know, it would be tough to defend that team. You're you're running you're you're running laterally with Waddle and vertically with Hill. Yeah, and then as wide as you can possibly run with a running back. Good luck. I'll tell you what, man, and I'm the biggest tour detractor. Like he 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 throws a really nice ball. He throws a nice ball, yeah. bro. Khalif, it's only two weeks, but he's the betting favorite for MVP right now. Yeah, I I I've been seeing that places, and I was like, and he's they've been protecting him, or he's been in better positions that he's not, you know, which is good because we we all want to see him play a, a season and be healthy. Yeah, but the ball he, is coming out quick. Yeah, he hit Waddle on a on a on a an out, bro. I was like, that ball got there quick, and it got there yeah. soft. It is very sh- accurate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two is really good. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. I mean that's the thing. Two is two is really good. There's no, I mean, I don't think there's any question, any question about it. The only question now is if he takes one more shot to the head, is he scrambled eggs? I mean, that's really yeah. the only the uh, the only question there. But I think there's no question he's really good. All right, next game: Saints twenty, Panthers seventeen. Everything about this game sucked. Does anybody have anything to say about this game? I, no. It was it was watching me, dude. I I just I tried yeah. to. I think I watched like maybe five minutes of it. Garbage. But I just couldn't. Bryce Young, he's gonna take a minute. I, I, yeah, I mean that team is bad. I don't think we can really yeah. evaluate him yet. Um, uh, last game: Browns twenty-two, Steelers twenty-six. Pittsburgh scored two defensive touchdowns in this game. Um, according to the advanced metrics, Deshaun Watson is playing only slightly better than Zach Wilson in this game. Deshaun. 22 of 40, 225 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Also lost two fumbles and got sacked six times. Cleve, he makes $233 million guaranteed over the next five years. That that receipt was on the field. 
this is why <laughs> no one got that money again, bro. This is what, and again, I get it. He hasn't played a whole year. I get it. I get it. But man, you had time to rest <laughs> when everyone else is banged up, limping into another season. You were like good, or you should have been good. The other thing is that it's not that he just isn't playing as great as he was. He's playing poorly. Again, the only quarterback worse in these advanced metrics in the league through two games is Zach Wilson. And it's close. Zach Wilson is very close to Deshaun Watson. Wow. For the money that they're paying, bro, that, that has to hurt bad. And three first-round picks. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> Um, that's bad. <laughs> did either of you guys see the Nick Chubb injury? Yeah, I um. So when I looked up, it they I heard them. I heard them say, "Doing, we're not going to show it." And I could have went to TikTok and and show and saw it. So I'm going to let you guys tell me what what happened. Okay. So it was horrible. It was for me. It's the second worst knee injury I've seen, and I, I tried to avoid it. It just, you know, on the Twitter timeline, right? It'll just be right there, yeah. and it's like that. So, Cleve, what happened is that first Minka Fitzpatrick hit him late and dirty. He was already engaged, right? It was like, um, what's that called? You're blocking up high, and somebody cuts you down chop. low. Chop. chop, yeah. It was like chop block, but he's the runner. Um, so if Patrick comes in, hits his left knee, and his like, if my wrist is his knee. Full 90. Jesus. Full wow. 90, full 90 degrees, like to the side. It's like I can't do it with my wrist, but like full 90 degrees, right to the like right to the side. Like his his calf was up and his thigh was like this. Wow. Yeah. Um, now in that knee in college in 2015, he tore his MCL, PCL, ACL, and had cartilage damage. Same knee. It's amazing that he's in the league with that. And do you guys remember how ugly that injury looked like at Georgia? How just brutal it, it was. Horrible. Yeah. This what was, was the first? Terrible. What was the first one that you you saw, Dave? Like what you said, that's the second Marsha, one. Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore was bad. Do you remember Willis McGahee's? Yeah, McGahee's that's the was one. Horrible. That's the one. That's the one for me, Scott. That and yeah. the fact that he he was able to show up at the combine, dude. I was like, holy shit, this guy's made of adamantium. The, the, yeah. thing, the, the thing, the thing with Lattimore that makes it that makes it so bad is that you could hear him screaming through the broadcast. Yep. Wow, that's that's what really like, you know, because the Lattimore gets the ball halfback dive safety right up the middle, boom, right in the knee. Same thing, same thing as Chubb, except the ninety degree was going forward, and like, I mean, you could just hear Lattimore just like shrilling. Uh, yeah, and it was just like. It is on the broadcast. Like there's nothing you could do about it, and it's like that was, that wow. was the most traumatizing. Graphically, Thiesman and McGahey might be worse, but just I've never everything. seen. The, I've never seen the Thiesman. I've only only seen it from the angle of the, of you the know what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I could I could only imagine. I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a big injury like watching guys get injured. Yeah. But That's the, tough for me. But the Lattimore one with the screaming is is it, it, it is is the worst one I've seen. But this one was not. Was not good, and I'm um, and I'm afraid that um, that Chubb is done. Like, Would that mean be like the same the, knee as before? Such a significant mean. injury now again, and, and he's twenty eight. There were doubts as he as to whether he could recover from the first one. Mm -hmm. Wow! And now you got it again. You know? Yeah, there was a guy. There's, there um, was a linebacker on the on the Panthers that had three ACLs. Remember that guy? Uh, Thomas Thomas Davis, but I think they were all clean ACLs. 
Okay. And this is the whole knee again, the same knee. Yeah, that was a bad one too, Alex. Gordon Hayward, that, that one I saw. Yeah, I'm Gordon like, Hayward was really bad. Oh, man. The, the kid, Kevin Ware, the kid in the NCAA tournament for Louisville. Oh. Oh, oh you can see from yeah. the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was undefeated. You can hear snap. Yeah, yeah. That, that okay. Was, that was I was thinking only football. The Kevin Ware one because it's basketball, it. so you could see that's everything it. clean. That, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. That's Hall of Fame walking first ballot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So there's been there's been bad ones like this, but this was just really bad. I feel awful for Nick Chubb. Um uh I don't feel awful for Cleveland so what, Browns fans, but so I feel what, bad for Nick Chubb. What so what what was it was a shoulder pad hit or the helmet crown helmet, helmet like helmet shoulder but he like comes in low not even looking he was somebody's already tackling him up high it was a, so, yeah. it was a dirty hit bang bang yeah shit yeah um so his backup Jerome Ford comes in the game 16 carries for 106 yards three catches 25 yards and a touchdown fifth round pick in 2022 never draft a running back in the first round these dudes are literally everywhere. Like you said, I could go to Target right now, <laughs> pick a guy up <laughs> in yeah. an Uber. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Jerome Ford, I think. But Brown said they're going to bring somebody in. And um, Kareem Hunt visited today. But, oh, okay. but yeah, Jerome Ford's going to be right? the main guy. Jerome Ford's going to be the main guy going forward. Right, Scott? I think so. Unless they were to do something crazy like Jonathan Taylor type stuff. What could they trade? They have no first round picks. I have no idea. I, I have, have no to, idea. I don't know how they would make that work. Have um, to be cash. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how they would make it work. It's yeah. just, there. you know, I think you're stuck with Ford and bringing in somebody that mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of supplement that. But Fournette? That'd be fine. Uh, I think Kareem, Kareem Hunt is dust at this point in time. But Fournette is too, and it sounds like, it sounds like the opportunities he's had, he's really kind of wasted by showing up out of shape and really not ready. Yeah, to I, I was just gonna, play. I was gonna say that, Scott. Like, like when I think of guys, probably Kareem Hunt is probably the one that's most in shape. Like, a, like a blunt, blunt would definitely be out of shape showing up to camp. Probably. Yeah, at, just, uh, I mean, Hunt knows the offense. He's yeah. with those guys before. I just think that he's physically diminished. Um. Cam Akers is a possibility, but even then, I'd I'd probably say Ford would get some run over Akers. So, so uh, Clay, Dr- no. Jerome Ford Jerome Ford committed to Alabama, and he was stuck on the depth chart behind like forty seven current NFL running backs. Who's behind like Najee Harris, Damian Harris, like a if whole bunch running, of dudes. Yeah, why do you even go to Alabama if you're? Yeah, it's dumb to go for a certain position. You're like, I'm so, not so he like, transferred. So he transfers. So he transfers to Cincinnati. Where he was fine, he wasn't great, but like you could see, he was athletic or whatever. He's good. He's good. Yeah, so he's he he's he's worthy of getting a shot. So he might he might actually be good. Like he, I have twenty three percent of him in best ball because he's my favorite late round takes. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see him here. I wish it didn't involve a full on Nick Chubb career ending injury. You know, but yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that is all the games from this last week. I'm quickly going to look through the schedule coming up next week. See if there's any good games here. Week three. Hey, Thursday night, Cleve Giants at 49ers with no Saquon. What do you think? Purdy's going to go off. <laughs> hey guys, I'm going to bounce now. If that's okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Later, bro. See you, Scott. See you guys in a week. Thanks, guys. All right. Cool. Um, Falcons at Lions. That'll be a fun one. 
Chargers at Vikings. Uh, let's see here. Oh, man, there's not a ton. Bills are coming to town, Cleve. They're coming to play the Commanders. We have a team here. <laughs> uh, oh, the Colts are coming to play the Ravens. That's going to be a murder. That, yeah. Um, your Jets host the Patriots. Yeah, we should win that game. But again, if Zach. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So the Bears are at Kansas City. And guess who Arizona has come into town? Where are they got? Dallas. Oh, man. Poor Josh Dobbs. Yep. They're officially on their Super Bowl campaign right now. <laughs> uh, Steelers, Steelers, is Steelers and Raiders is the Sunday night game. Steelers at Raiders. Great. We get Kenny Pickett against Jimmy G. And then Monday night, Cleveland are doing this doubleheader yeah. thing again. The seventh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw that for. I, I can't. I don't know why. Uh, it's just it's, put that on red zone. Right. It's Eagles at Bucks and Rams at Bengals. So we're gonna have we're gonna have a couple of um we're gonna have a couple of murder games next week. The Monday night game should mm-hmm. at least be better because that St. Panthers game was horrible. But I didn't yeah. see a lot. I see some high scoring games. Falcons Lions should have you know thirty to thirty. But um, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to have quite as many good games as we had this week to talk about. Pretty much 15 out of the 16 had something to talk about. Okay. Any final words before we get out of here? Nah, it's just uh, it's week two. and it, it It's week two, and it feels like we've seen a lot of football already, and we haven't that's seen it. That's because you're watching college now. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> that's true, too. That's. Did you stay up for that game? Oh, of course. Yeah. What, so what like, Megan, Megan just walked in the room with my sunglasses and shades on. And she's very confused. <laughs> uh, she said because they're all mine, which I can't I can't argue with. Um, but yeah, since we're since we, since you brought up college ball, I had to go back to supporting our guy, Coach Prime. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to get beat this week, but yes, I don't think I don't think they're going to get slaughtered. But they're gonna. I mean, they're running into real competition now. If they if they're letting the other teams hang with them, this is gonna be a really really good test as to what's gonna go on. But yeah, I think Oregon, like I said earlier, Oregon is just a terrible matchup for them stylistically, and I think Colorado is gonna get work this week. But Oregon's really good, so I don't think that really says that. Yeah, really yeah. Hits really much. I think um, before we go, I think in all like he's he's done what he he's done what he needed to do. Even if he didn't win a game the rest of the year, he's he's already did what that for that program, what they you know he's got them relevant again. So and they're they're going to jump up and get somebody. Yeah, they're could be yeah, they're recruiting. Yeah, they're they're recruiting portal is going to be ridiculous. Um, at, at the next cup next couple of years, it's yeah. going to be ridiculous, bro. Well, every Jerome Ford who went to Alabama and can't play, they're all want to go to Colorado now. They're all just going to show up together, mm-hmm. all all at once. Um, here for and it. as you can tell here, even though Cleveland's have the sunglasses on, we're here for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, bro. How does Megan see anything in these? I can't, <laughs> I can't see a thing. I, I think it's sun. You got to be in the sun, bro. 
Not looking at the computer screen. I mean, these these lights are pretty bright. It makes everything pink. I don't know. I never wear sunglasses. Anyways, that's political football week two uh, week two review. Uh, if you're watching, please like the video. Uh, helps us out quite a bit. If you're listening on audio, thank you very much. It is a YouTube live stream as well. There's a link in the show notes. You can uh, like and subscribe and get notifications for when we go live. Um, uh, for Scott, I'm Dave Cleve. We'll see you next week for the week three review. Peace. Peace.